I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's good? What's good? I don't know. I just have no response to it. Noted. So nothing's good. That's nice. Everything sucks. It's a song. Another day on this bitch of an earth. It's simultaneously great and terrible. Love it. You know, sometimes some of the mo- the best bangers out there are terrible. Mm. Have you seen that thing that's been going around, like, TikTok and the Bird app, where it's, like, this fake early 2000s like euro pop dance club song with just like completely nonsensical lyrics i have not oh my god 10 out of 10 it's so funny because it's just like you know that genre of early 2000s like european dance music where it's so obvious that like the people who are singing it do not speak english (laughs) so like it's that like they this these people just like made up that and like lyrics are like women are my favorite guy it's incredible and it's oh, and it's such sense. a banger. Like I'm gonna send it to you, and I'm gonna link it in this in the description of this episode for anybody who hasn't listened to it because it's so great. Oh, so you you have started recording? I should stop online shopping now. Yeah, just for now. <laughs> I'm once again triple beveraging it. I only have two. Hmm. We got Trader Joe's sparkling strawberry juice beverage for vibes, tea for energy, mm-hmm. and water for hydration. Yeah, I don't have a energy drink because I got, you know, my water. And then for, for funsies, vibes, I've got beer. Nice. I... A, a fancy-ass beer because I went to this brewery, Trogues, which is in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Fun. Um, like a week and a half ago, and this beer is $13 a bottle, so this is $13. No, closer to 14 worth of beer. God damn. It's good, though. Well, <laughs> so least it was, at least it was worth it. Yeah. Or kind of, sort of. Um, well, I guess I want to start with your kind of report back from your own personal Barbenheimer that you did yesterday. Yeah, and you know, and I thought, I was like, I'm going to do a delayed Barbenheimer, then it won't be as crowded. No. Middle of the day on a Tuesday, still crowded, so there's that part. Like, um, just, before we get way too into this, people yeah. want to go to the movies. Yeah. Like, I think that's a thing that studios don't understand. 
because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, releases in theaters, and then a week later it's on streaming, which, like, yeah, for people who maybe, like, can't get to a theater because, uh, like, they're immunocompromised, like, you know, their theater isn't, like, handicap accessible, that's fantastic that they can still see things, like, close to the release date, but also, like, barring those kinds of situations, people want to go to the movies and, like, make an event out of it. And I don't understand the way that studios are kind of just, like, seeing all of these things and being, like, great. Like, you know, this is an event and it's made a huge amount of, like, it's been hugely successful, made huge amounts of money. Let's just, like, keep doing the same shit that we're doing. Um... For, for the Barbie movie, they had the Barbie popcorn bucket, the Barbie cup, and the Barbie blanket. Did you get the cup? They were all sold out. And if, if they had one, I was going to get you one, too. You're a saint. But, uh, yeah, no, they had a big sign. It was like, yeah, all these things were sold out. That, I didn't even know they had the blanket, but it was on the sign. Goddamn. Um, so, like, but things like that, too, are further, like, evidence. Yeah, people want to go out. They want to buy the things. They want to... And I saw somebody on Reddit post that, like, their local theater was doing an, like, a no kids, 18 plus only, pajama party showing of Barbie. God damn it. That would be amazing. Which, like, is so fantastic. I would like to go to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Make it an event and you will draw people. Like, and this was another thing I saw on Twitter, like, the Barbie, like, Barbie movie, Barbenheimer the Taylor Swift tour is just evidence that, like, people want a thing to go out and get dressed up for. Oh. Yeah, or or in my case, just dress as comfortably as possible when it comes to movies. And that's totally fair. But did you wear pink? I didn't. I just went in what I happened to be wearing, which was, like, a a blue t-shirt from one of my races or something. Um, But lots of people were wearing pink. Hell yes, as they should yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was but yes, I interrupted you. Please tell your story. It it was it was a day, uh, you know, took the whole day because I I tried to get them as close together as possible, but, but leaving enough space that you know for just mm-hmm. in case. Yeah. Um, pretty close it was like an hour and ten minutes between when the first one ended and the second one started. Um, and for the viewers, what was your order? So I did do Oppenheimer Barbie uh, because of the way that the schedules worked out. Okay. And also because, um, like, the seating, like, certain showings had better seating still available than others. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to figure out the combination I wanted, and I actually did at one point cancel a ticket and, and do a different one, like, to try to... Well, that was because I was originally going to do IMAX for Oppenheimer, but our IMAX theater does not have the loungers. Oh, ours doesn't either. Yeah, and I couldn't, I just couldn't bring myself to sit and watch a three-hour movie just, like, normal sitting with knees bent. I needed to lounge. Fascinating. Wait, so do your theater have, like, loungers in other? Yeah, every single theater there has the lounging seats except the IMAX. What? We don't have that. Really? I thought that was pretty standard now. Mm Mm-mm. Fascinating, yeah, and and it's hard, like, when you're used to it, it's really hard to go back. That's actually insane, because even the tiny theater in Geneseo, like, they upgraded so that the first couple rows have loungers, so that they're not, like, 
uncomfortable so that like it's not uncomfortable to actually take those seeds yeah no every every single one of them in that complex that is bizarre nice and cushy and then you get to pick your feet up yeah it's hard not to damn wish that were me yeah so so that's why i canceled a ticket and i was like i'm just gonna go to a regular theater i don't need the imax so all right um but yeah i thought both movies were incredible fantastic like Oppenheimer, I thought, was very aesthetically beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. the little, the, um, I want to call them animations, because they're probably computer animated. But, like, what they would do of, like, chain reactions and things like yeah. that. Kind of, like, yeah, those were cool. Beautiful film. Um, and especially, like, three hours, I thought there was going to be some point where I was like, well, they really didn't need this. No. I felt like... There I mean, it's a, that- it's a whole guy's life. And it's not just a guy, like, it's the guy who headed the Manhattan Project. There's, even if you're paring it down, there's a lot of important detail. They really glossed over a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, so I've been listening to the last podcast on the Left series. On I the need Manhattan to listen Project. to the Manhattan. I, I'm, get, I'm getting close. I'm getting um, very close. When I, watched, when I watched the movie yesterday, I was I had watched listened to four of the six Manhattan Project episodes already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew kind of a lot of the details of the, the history and like related people. And so when they would mention certain people in passing in the movie, I'm like, like Niels Bohr is barely in the movie. Yeah. But man, they do a long thing on Niels Bohr that is hilarious. But so. like, it, like there's just, even if you're paring it down to only the essentials, yeah. it's so much. Yeah, so they, they definitely, there were a lot of things they, I thought they really glossed over, but yeah, you can't, you'd have to do two movies. Or, yeah, you know. like, or it'd have to be, like, a miniseries like Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, well, oh man, that would be nice, actually, they should do that. I'm sure it's, I'm sure someone is thinking about it for yeah. the next, like, you know, whatever kind of critically acclaimed miniseries. Some HBO yeah. shit. Yeah, but it was it was really good, and I was really proud of myself for not having to go to the bathroom in the middle. I did Google in advance, like, when was the best for <laughs> just in case. Which, again, is why I feel as though that person on Twitter, their thing, like, there's a button you should press, and then if a certain percentage of the audience presses it, you get a pee break. I feel like that's really not a bad idea, especially because it takes as long as it takes to tell your story. So, like, just give people the option. Intermission. There's There should be an intermission. Because I'm sure I'm not the only person who was, like, gotta hold out, you know? Oh, I'm sure. There was a lot of liquid. Um, there was one point where, uh, I can't remember the exact line in the movie, but somebody said something along the lines of, how can we, we can't justify using this against people. Somebody burst out laughing. Bestie, No! It's like, I, I guess they were laughing because we did, you know? I mean, very much a dramatic irony type yeah. beat, but... Because the the line was uh, during a scene where they were trying to decide whether they should continue working on the bomb after mm-hmm. Germany had already, like, essentially surrendered, you know, Hitler was gone and all that. Yeah. So they were like, oh, they haven't used it yet. How can we justify using it? Laughter. It killed me. And then somebody's phone rang during the movie. Jesus Christ. And I was like, oh man, they forgot to silence it. But then they answered it loudly. People, no, people on Twitter have been complaining about this a lot. Like, people will, like, scroll TikTok during movies now. Like, 
I don't know what the pandemic did, but people do not know how to behave in a movie theater anymore. Like, the IMAX showing that I went to was fine because it was a bunch of film nerds there on opening day. Yeah. But, like... And and then there's people who are, like, posting their own, like, tweets and TikToks being like, oh, you can't expect me to not be bored during a three-hour movie. It's like, then why are you here? Yeah, and just don't go to it. Like, that's that's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was worried because the, the person sitting to my right was, like, a, uh... I mean, I didn't look at him super closely, but he looked like he was maybe 17. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, please, don't... Yeah, don't be like, don't be like that, TM. Yeah. It was fine. Um, but I, as much as I loved Oppenheimer, Barbie. Barbie, I gotta say, Barbie was my favorite. Did you see yeah. anyone in Barbenheimer shirts? I did not, man. Because but we I, saw a fair amount. Yeah, I, I've been looking at Barbenheimer shirts. That I oh my god. Like the, that just says, I become death, destroyer of worlds. But in the Barbie like, font? Here's what I got for kyle and i and i was joking earlier today about and i was talking to him like i think it was last night i was like god damn it now i have to get one of these for brooksy because i got us these i survived barbenheimer 2023 in the barbie font with a pink explosion i've seen that on shirts red bubble but yeah i got this (laughs) yeah oh man there's so many good barbenheimer shirts i was doing a lot of and when i um when I had texted you mm-hmm. earlier in the day to tell you it was the day when I was searched Barbenheimer, I was like, I gotta find a picture to send. Just and then I just kind of fell down a rabbit the hole. The artwork is beautiful. Like the artwork that people are coming up with is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but Barbie, it's one of those things where, I mean, I had high hopes because it had been reviewed well and because mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig. Yeah, like you know? I knew it was gonna be good. Yeah, but God but at the same. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like a Barbie movie, you know, like. I added it to my letterbox list of films that fuck way more than they have any right to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Detective Pikachu. We talked about that. Precisely. um... It Like, it sounds like a cash grab or a terrible idea, and then it just knocks your socks off. Yep. Yep. Um, By the way, there's a Detective Pikachu game coming out for the Switch on October 6th. There's some other things that are happening in October that I'm excited about that yeah. we will get to anyway. Yeah, a lot of big stuff happening. Um, yeah, but I, oh man, I thought it was over the top and ridiculous and also so freaking smart and funny. Absolutely genius. Time. I loved it. I like, loved every second in. of that movie. Five minutes in, I was like, that's it. I'm sold. I love this. <laughs> I don't even the rest. <laughs> so fantastic like just the fact that they did and like knowing <clears throat> having seen a little kind of behind the scenes bits that i have seen the fact that they did so many things like actually in a studio not just like okay you stand in front of this and we'll fill it in later like they built actual sets and they made and like even like the scenes where like the car is just like running like through the various landscapes like they did that thing that you see in like like silent films almost where they'll have like a background that's rotating and like it's so cool that they actually did all of these that like as much as they could practically yeah which is just huge fan and like Uh, ryan gosling unpopular opinion I do not find him attractive. Okay, here's the thing. I didn't find him attractive until I saw La La Land. 
Yeah, no, I just... Because I like a theater boy, but he fucking ate. He did a good job. I honestly, though, would have preferred somebody that I saw as more of a Ken. I thought he was perfect. Loved it. Loved. I love that you could see that he was just clearly having the time of his fucking life every second that he was on screen. There is nothing I like more than seeing an actor who is clearly just having such a blast. Like, oh my god. I love him so much. And you know I love a himbo. Mm -hmm. And I also just love the fact that, like, as far as I can tell, there was zero visible effort to, like, airbrush out, like, his wrinkles or, like, get rid of the, like, normal, healthy amount of fat that he has on his abs. I was like, Ken is a 42-year-old bimbo with crow's yeah. feet, and I have never been more attracted to him. Yeah, I was glad Absolutely to see Absolutely incredible. They didn't make him, like, dehydrate himself. Mm -hmm. He literally just like looks like, yes, Ryan Gosling. I think he's extremely attractive. Body-wise, yeah. But, like... <laughs> Like, that's just a guy who works out. Yeah. Like, it's not steroids, it, he's not crazy dehydrated, he's not, like, actively doing damage to himself to look the way yeah. he looks. That is yeah. literally just a dude who worked out. I think that's Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love the way that, like, going method for Ken seems to have made Ryan Gosling actually dumber. Just, like, everything he says in interviews regarding this movie is so funny. Like, just him talking about how, like, talking about the song, he was like, oh, I didn't sing that, Ken sang that. What are you talking about? <laughs> or, like, saying that when he went outside and saw his daughter's Ken doll on the ground, face down on in the dirt next to a smushed lemon. He, like, took a picture, sent it to Greta Gerwig, and said, I shall tell his story. Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I love Ryan Gosling as Ken so much. I thought Margot Robbie was incredible. Oh my god, absolutely it's stunning. Nice. Yeah. She is ridiculously beautiful. She is ridiculously beautiful. She absolutely killed it. I love the little fourth wall break of like, hey, if you're trying to be like, this is what Barbie looks like when she's not pretty anymore, don't cast Margot Robbie. Which, yeah. like, you're so right. But also, yeah. like, can you imagine the real life confidence boost of like getting the call that's like, hey, we are choosing you as the real life analog to the original fashion doll? Yeah. You would never mm -hmm. be able to tell me shit ever again. Ever. Yeah. No, I, I... And there were there were people in it that, you know, because I'm... I just don't, like, read things in advance. I never watched a trailer for it. Like, I never did any of that stuff. So there were people in it that I didn't know were in it. Mm -hmm. Like, Michael Sarah as Alan. Oh my god, I love Michael Sarah as Alan oh, like, so much. Absolutely excellent. Yeah, and of course, our, our new Doctor. Judy, which, but, which, by the way, again, proves Doctor Who is for hot people. Ryan Gosling literally wore a Doctor Who t-shirt, and when Shudi Gatwa was announced as the 14th Doctor, he went to his trailer and was like, oh my god, I'm such a big Doctor Who fan. Doctor Who is for hot people. Yeah. Yeah, so Absolutely it was- excellent. Also, just America Ferreira, can we talk for a second? Remember when there was an entire show that was just, look at this ugly woman, and it was America oh. Ferreira? 
Ugly Betty. Yeah. It's called. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, and she, um, when she was younger, she was in some movies and things like that where her character was, like, the fat character. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, no, she's stunning. Like, I've been, this is another, like, round of discourse that I've been seeing on various social media platforms where people are realizing, like, how fucking ridiculous the things that were said about people like, um... Kate Winslet, Britney Spears, what's it, Jessica Simpson, how utterly ridiculous it was in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, when people saw a woman who was, like, a size 8, yeah, and was like, that's, like, that's a heifer. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that was- What? That was kind of slightly past the heroin chic Mm -hmm. period, but still, like, Christina Aguilera was held up as the standard, and she was just, like- a stick, you know, when she first came out. And the funny thing is, Christina Aguilera, like, doesn't even, like, I mean, obviously, like, that is unmaintainable, but, like, she, like, kind of became the opposite of that beauty standard not all that much later. Yeah. Um, Well, and she's, I I saw something not that long ago, people making fun of her for being, like, overweight. Like, 1997 Kate Winslet, people were really like, this woman is overweight. Like, at, like, the Titanic premiere. What in fuck's name are you talking about? Like, that is literally just a woman. A stunningly beautiful woman, but that yeah. is, like, the one of the most average body types that there is. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, it's much smaller than average. Because the average height and weight of a woman in the, the U.S. Yeah. Like, yeah, not even close to that. Yeah. She's like, definitely low end. That's literally just a woman absolutely ridiculous that's just what a healthy body weight looks like it's it's so nuts that's that's anyway making yourself unhealthy for the sake of aesthetics but yeah again and bringing it back around to my man ryan gosling that is just a dude who worked out for a movie absolutely fantastic and same thing with margot robbie like yeah she kind of has like a slender build anyway but like she doesn't look like emaciated she just looks like she's in good shape so like yeah 10 out of 10. Yeah, and again, I I'm, I keep saying this, but Greta Gerwig, just the way, that's the way she does things. I know? love Greta Gerwig so much. And Realist- also, I believe today she has become, I think, the first female director to earn a billion dollars at the box office. Stay winning. Uh, yeah, yeah. The no. Barbie movie is an absolute masterpiece. Um, Yes, I did cry. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I think when it comes out on Blu-ray, we should organize, like, a pink pajama party or something. Oh my god, absolutely, yes. I need to get my grubby little paws on a 4K copy of that as soon as possible. Barbie is so yeah. good. Yeah. Do you have a 4K, like, Blu-ray? Oh, of course I do. I was gonna say, I have one, if not. My film connoisseur media collector ass? Of course I do. I have exactly one 4K Blu-ray, though. I got a 4K Blu-ray player because I bought the director's cut of uh, Midsommar, and I didn't realize that it was a 4K Blu-ray, and I couldn't play it, and I was so pissed that I asked for one for either my birthday or the next Christmas, whichever holiday had been closer. I was like, need this, need two view, and now I have several. When my last Blu-ray died, I... Blu-ray player died a couple of years ago. I was like, might as well just get, you know, the best one, and then I Baby Driver, 
as my only movie on 4K. Although, a thing that I'm gonna do the next time I need a new Blu-ray player, because fucking planned obsolescence, I'm gonna get the, mm-hmm. like, the 4K, but also region-free. Because mm. I don't mm-hmm. need to be dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have a Blu-ray copy of Over the Garden Wall that I cannot watch because it is for, like, the UK and Canada. Uh... From have my open heart wall print right there. Love it. <sighs> I know today is only August second, but like the time draws near. A couple more months. As there. soon as it takes over to September, let's be entirely real here. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna um, probably order a Barbenheimer shirt. Hell yes, as yeah, is your God-given cool. right. But um, speaking of things that are happening today and in the coming months, one. Ghost US tour starts today. I'm gonna die. And you're only what couple weeks away from it? Yeah. Eighteenth. I keep forgetting to turn my calendar, so I'm looking at the mini calendar. So that's two oh, weeks from now. Yeah, that. I gotta do that. But yeah, it, the, the time the time draws near. Yeah. Near, by the time nearer. It'll be a week away. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll be a week away. Um and I will continue to just get more and more unhinged. Which, like, fucking shocker. But there you have it. Yeah. So, Ghost US Tour starts today. Twin Temple, uh, which is, I, and I am not even remotely kidding for anyone who has never heard of these guys before, is a satanic doo-wop band. Hmm. Um, they dropped a new single today, and they're dropping a new album on Friday the 13th in October. Oh, uh, man, we're, we're really getting blessed with the... The Friday the 13th in October this year. Thank you, Satan. Right on cue, you said Friday the 13th. And now we have a black cat. Beautiful. So spooky. Um, And since we're kind of still, we spent such a long time talking about movies, I saw last night, Kyle and I went to go see Talk to Me, which is one of the Mm -hmm. latest A24 horror offerings. Mm Mm-hmm. Very ooky spooky. Highly recommend if you wanna okay. if you wanna be made be made deeply unsettled and uncomfortable. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it and I was sitting in my car waiting between movies. <laughs> so I watched a trailer. Um and I was yeah, it looked, looked good. Some freaky shit. I was a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um I I told I <laughs> texted you that I saw in the previews that there's a movie coming out featuring our patron saint, and I love that you knew who I meant. Of course I knew who you meant. Our patron <laughs> saint is Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it's just funny that that's now, like, a thing. Well, duh. That's how I think of him in my head. I don't even think of him by name anymore. He's just our patron saint. Well, as we should. And, you know, honestly, on the topic of our patron saint, I might as well just say this now. We are doing St. Nicholas Cage Month again in December, and um we are also going to be doing we're going to be bridging the gap between our spooky season streams and saint nicholas cage month by having november be all nicholas cage horror movies yeah and i I'm which i'm try to very up, excited about i'm gonna try to come up with a fun punny name for it i think that that sounds like a fun activity to kind of sit down and try to... amazing amazing i i wait with high hopes I hope I enjoy trying to come up with a good pun. Sometimes you just can't find one, but... And isn't that the worst? Yeah, I'll do my best. Um, okay. 
So kind of the only thing that I have to quote unquote like talk about, this is really kind of just a conversation heavy episode rather than a debate heavy episode. Has your phone done the horrible, horrible update yet? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So. Yeah. It's making me very upset. I hate it, and I have, like, cut back my usage of that app so much because I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So my question is, how long do we really think all of this X bullshit is going to last? Do you mean in the sense of him, like, changing it back, or people just giving up on the bird app entirely? Either. Like, which do which do we think is more likely to happen? Because frankly, I think that man could be easily bullied. Because he kind of has backtracked a number of times. Like, fire like, people and then had to call him back, like, hey, actually... Yeah, exactly. Like, he is very easily bullied. Like, as soon yeah. as he put that, like, uh, you can only see 300 tweets per day or whatever, like, that was gone almost the next day because people were so pissed. What was the point of it? Exactly. Why do you not want people using your product? Yeah. Like, you it's stupid, like, stupid idiot. Like, he's intentionally sabotaging it. Because he has not made a single good decision. Not no. one. Okay. And, like, I'll try and find a source for this. But I was talking about this with Kyle. Like, there were literally people back when he was still involved with SpaceX. Like, there were people- he was like- the post I have in mind described him as kind of like a boy king. In the sense that there were literally people whose job it was- 
was to, like, to essentially just manage him. Like, to present ideas to him in a way that would make him think that he came up with them. And, like, to make it look like there was all this crazy, like, insane Matrix shit going on. Like, an old- like, somebody who used to work there said that they would literally have, like, a YouTube video of, like, Matrix-looking coding playing on one of their screens whenever he was in the room. And now- and, like, and there's no one at Twitter who's- who, like, or, like, in the transition to him becoming CEO of Twitter, like, there wasn't that anymore. Like, there weren't people who were managing him. So now he is actually coming up with his own ideas? Yes. Terrible? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, like, there you have that, which is probably why so many things are as terrible as they are. And also, again, just, like, has no one has ever told him no in his entire life. Some of his terrible decisions are entertaining, like people paying to be verified. Ridiculous. That got kind of funny, though. That got extremely funny, especially when somebody, like, made fucking, what's it, Boeing and Lockheed Martin lose billions of dollars. Yeah. So that was was a dumb decision that at least provided entertainment. At least it was entertaining, but now, with the whole, like, DM limit thing, like... Like, that's, like, if if you're taking commissions based on, like, what, like, based on, like, posting your art on Twitter, dude, you're fucked. Maybe. (laughs) I I am not very tech-savvy, but maybe... I mean, nor am I. Like, you people are using up too much bandwidth, so I'm gonna place these limitations. Um, And in that way, he, he feels like a dad who's, like... Make sh- you better turn off that light. You left the room, you know. Oh my god, did you see the whole thing where um somebody took a screenshot of like you know how your like Twitter likes are public? Somebody took a screenshot of a tweet that Elon Musk liked. It was like, yo, DM me if you look like this and it was a bunch of pictures of Misa from Death Note. Um and like and like they took a screenshot of this and made a comment like this is like a fifty something year old man and then Almost immediately after there was an announcement, like, oh, we're gonna make likes private now. You fucking loser. I hate him. I hate him so much. Yeah, I... Have you checked out threads? No, and I refuse to, because my Instagram audience and my Twitter audience are two very, very different things, and I don't want to make a threads account that links to my Instagram account and, by extension, my Facebook account, because even my Instagram and my Facebook are kind of different audiences. And if you, like, show up to threads and you don't like it and you're like, oh, I want to delete my account, you can't do that without deleting your Instagram and Facebook. So I'm just not gonna do that. You looked at it because, like, I don't even tweet as it is. So <laughs> the point... But the reason I mention it is because if people... So it it seems more likely of the two that Elon Musk would just kind of give up and, you know, revert. Uh, But if people are to leave the app, that seems to be the only alternative. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I'm wondering if that's where a lot of the the previous content will move. Yeah, I don't know. That I don't know. 
Yeah. I feel I think he's gonna get bullied into putting everything back first. Yeah. And I get like um, Especially the way he does things without the proper permissions, like that stupid fucking X sign on top of the Twitter headquarters that is already gone. Like he's gonna do that too many times and then just have his toys taken away, essentially. Yeah. By like people who understand like, you know, contractual law and things like that. Every single time I look at my phone and see that X logo, I, I get hate like, it. physically upset. And I hate when my friends DM me and I see the little X, I'm like, that's not what it is. And I've brought this up before, but I just, I cannot fathom the stupidity of inheriting, like, tweet, retweet, like, that kind of branding and then yeah. throwing it away. Call it Xing? Did you no, see that? No, it's post and repost now, and I hate it. Oh my god, can it be more boring? He's such an idiot. Yeah, I don't... Take, take this really successful brand... And then get rid of everything that made it successful. Yeah. I just... Again... I, I can't come to any other conclusion that, other than, like, he's intentionally trying to sabotage. There's and no I way. can't even think of, I mean, does that mean he would get, to, like, would declaring bankruptcy help him in some way? It, like, would that be advantageous in multiple areas of his life, not just the Twitter thing? No, I mean, probably with certain financial laws it would. He's, yeah. um, so dumb and I hate him. Yeah. Yeah, I think it amounts to, like you said, no one's ever told him no when everyone's always praised him his whole life and told him he had the best ideas. And so everything that pops into his head, if he likes it, he just assumes it's going to be successful. He's such and a moron. He is very much the stereotypical middle-aged man who's like, black is the coolest color, right? So we'll get rid of that blue stuff in black, but also just X because it's edgy. It's like, that's... It's not. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Like, I'm so sick of it. If I didn't, like, have things that I want to be able to continue to access, like, in my likes and retweets and bookmarks, mm -hmm. I would just be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, not really a good alternative. Yeah. It, it pissed me off so much that, like, Somebody can purchase a major public forum and destroy it because they're bored and they have enough money. Like, that's genuinely so infuriating. Yeah, and that's what's um, really interesting, because just legally speaking, I think one of the things that they're going to have to confront in the very near future is, you know, do these kinds of platforms reach a point where they deserve, like, legal protection on behalf of the people. I would say absolutely. Yeah, but I, I, but I think that that's going to be something they're going to have to deal with. Well, because I've seen people point out when he was doing that thing where, like, oh, we're going to, like, delete all the inactive accounts. People were like, my friend who, like, passed away yeah. still has a Twitter account of, like, their thoughts and feelings and things that they found funny. And that's just mm -hmm. going to be gone because some rich guy says so. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, af after 
at a certain point when these kinds of platforms get so big and so many people are on them, they're just like, they're part of the culture. Yeah, like, like how can you say that one person owns something that literal billions of people use to communicate every single day? It's ridiculous. Discourse. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, once it reaches a certain point, it it becomes something else. It's mm-hmm. not just your website that you use to make money. It's now just part of us. Yeah, no, it is literally a public forum. Yeah, which it's sort of interesting because it's a similar sort of argument to, like, mm-hmm. uh, net neutrality. Right, oh, where they rip net neutrality, my beloved. At a, at a certain point, um, the FCC had tried to argue that the internet was now on the same level as, like, electricity and water, right? The deserved I mean, I think it absolutely is. Yeah, because, like, it's now at this point where we can't really survive without it. If you're not on the internet, you can't take part in a lot of the world. You can't do a lot of things that require the internet. Um, and so we want to treat it like it's the same thing and regulate it like we would a public utility, which, of course, they had to <laughs> backtrack on that. Um, but like a similar sort of thing but with Mm -hmm. a specific platform like no it's reached a point now where it's so ingrained in the public life yeah it's a big part of the way that people connect to another thing about how dumb it is to get rid of all like the bird thing like retweet was literally added to the dictionary and you're just chucking that out the window yeah unbelievable I think this is the second episode in a row that we've spent an obscene amount of time just talking about how stupid Elon Musk is and how much we hate him. But frankly, I don't think there's enough time in the world to dedicate to that. No. No, it's just... And you end up just saying the same things over and over and they all amount to... Because you you can't believe the level of stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that, like, he still has people defending him. Like, he is a real-life Tony Stark dumbest shit I have ever seen in my life. That man could slam his own dick in a car door, and he would still have these people in his, these crypto bros in his comments being like, oh, masterful move, sir. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, I cannot imagine. And like, look, I'm wearing my ghost necklace, I'm wearing my ghost shirt, I'm I'm getting a ghost tattoo, but I truly cannot imagine being that far up someone's ass. Well, it's it's a very similar thing, and, and not to get political, but like Donald Trump, even. No, you know? it's it's not. Doesn't matter what they do. And the thing is, with him, like he literally even like calls his followers stupid to their faces, and they're t- going wild for it. A similar situation, I guess. The idolatry of it. No, it's so nuts. Like he'll literally be standing there, being like, "Oh, you guys will just you'll do whatever I say. You'll." If I tell you to bark, you'll do it. And they're all just like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> do you not see? I don't get it. The irony of so many things is just utterly, utterly insane. And like, again, as a person who very much hyperfixates on like the people who are responsible for like the art that I enjoy again there's a point where I stop like there's there's a point of no return for me 
there are also times where you have like found out a thing about one of those people that was not good and at least questioned. Yeah, I at least like I oh, think wait, about it. Party is what I'm thinking of. Hmm? Ninja Sex Party is is what I was thinking of. Yeah, like Ninja Sex Party, uh Rammstein. Like, um, you know, even Joss Whedon. We've had the Joss Whedon discussion on the stream before when we watched Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And, like, my thing with Elon Musk in particular is that he hasn't even produced anything. Like, yeah, it seemed, like, with Ninja Sex Party with Rammstein, like, yeah, Danny Sexbang and Till Lindemann have turned out to be incredibly sketchy people from the information that has come to light but at least they like put something into the world first like at least there's something that like has had a positive effect on people like the music or like even with like i despise jk rowling with my whole being but like my entire childhood was harry potter and it made me incredibly incredibly happy so, like, at least there was that prior to the current bullshit. Like, with him, what? His daddy owned an apartheid emerald mine? And he made all his money buying ideas from other people? Like, what has he done? Nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. Which is why I don't understand the worship at all. He's done one thing destroying twitter yeah he's destroyed twitter that's the that is the thing that he's done and now he's like oh i'm gonna make it into like the everything app and there's gonna be banking i'm like you are going to destroy the world economy is what you're gonna do nobody wants an everything app. that just seems dangerous yeah did Oliver. you just see him it's... jump behind oh, the curtain i was watching him prepare but like right where he jumped is blocked by your microphone so i didn't actually see the, the jump i heard it here hold on let me Give me one second. I'll show you the view. I saw him get ready to jump, and I was like, man, that might go poorly. Hi! Ta da! Such skill. Such skill. You're fine. Ats, man. Love Pressure of little weird creatures. Um, but I think we've bitched enough, and if we keep talking, we're just gonna keep saying the same points over and over again. So let that bring us to the weekly worsening. Yes. Would you yes. like to go first, or shall I? Go for it. Um, you know, I had something so good. Oh, um, another stupid ghost purchase recently, or not recently, it finally shipped. The, like, giant Impera box set collector's edition finally arrived. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's gorgeous. Love her so much. This is another one of the ghost shirts that I got recently. Which, also, like, tell me why his waist is so snatched in this art. Like, for what? Um, there was something else so good that I was thinking of earlier today when I was just, like, doing my silly little tasks and being like, man, I can't wait to bring this up on the podcast. And now just... Ooh, I should move my microphone back into place. Yeah, I could hear you just fine. So. That'd be smart. Sorry, what? Was it Sweeney Todd? Oh my god, yeah, we got tickets to go see Sweeney Todd. Which is very exciting. 
I, I was talking to somebody today and I mentioned that, and this is an older individual, and she said that she saw Sweeney Todd um, on Broadway when Angela Lansbury was the star. No, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And so we, I, I looked up when Angela Lansbury was in it, and it was like 1979 to 84, I believe. That's it what was. I thought, early 80s. Yeah. And so it would have been back then. Yeah, that is like, fantastic. Oh, it must have been 79 because my kids weren't even born yet. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah. Wow. So. That is so cool. I really like the Angela and like the original Broadway cast recording of that uh, soundtrack. However, I will say I am not in love with how staccato all of this, like, and Angela Lansbury's not even a soprano, but like, all of the all of her parts are like she's an incredibly capable singer and she does a great job i just i like a little more i like the notes to flow into each other a little more but that's just kind of a me personally thing less of a william shatner case essentially yeah (laughs) yeah that's one of our exciting october things that is one of our exciting october things there's many exciting october things already my october is jam-packed which, like, as it should be. Spooky season. My first marathon's in October. Oh, shit, dog. Good luck. Yeah, big month. Big month. Very exciting. Yeah, was it, but that was the thing you couldn't think of? You know, I don't think it was. Bummer. Bummer. I mean, that's a great thing. Yeah. And But, hmm... that you generally have worsenings you have your you have ghosts and i bought another ghost shirt today yeah cosplay related um no no um maybe it just was the impera thing Hmm. Hmm. but i mean yeah there you have it the insanity continues in so many ways by the way, I'm I'm jazzed about this Detective Pikachu game coming out on October sixth. Um, it's technically a sequel to Fun. the Pikachu game that came out for the Nintendo 3DS. I never had a 3DS. The last yeah. uh, Nintendo handheld I had before the Switch was a Nintendo DSi. But the game looks super fun, so I'm pretty excited. This is two days after my birthday. Exciting. Yeah. So that that's pretty. I know I'm going to be getting that. So there's. As you should. As is your right. On to me? Yes. Um. I don't know. Like, I, I continue to uh, trudge along in my Attack on Titan uh, reading. And the number of times I have to stop myself from taking a picture of a page and sending it to you. Because I would otherwise just flood. But like... There was a particular picture of drawing of Levi where I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the time will come soon. Like, no, you can't just keep doing that. It's not like it's spoilers, you know, because I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah. Um, but still, it, it really killed me. Um, so they're, they're, the drawings of Levi are just, every last one of them is delightful because the way they draw his face is just amazing. I oh. am very excited to start that at some point in the near future. Yeah, um, and I, I've been working on my old lady crafts. I cut 
100 gray squares yesterday. So I now have Girl. All, yeah, all of the squares that I need to assemble my quilt top. Nice. I'll figure out how I'm going to arrange them. So that's exciting. Fun. Um, but here's... I cleaned my grandfather's ukulele and restrung it. Oh, wow. That looks awesome. Um, the thing is, it is literally unplayable. Oh. Because it, it's it's 70 years old. And the tuning pegs, like, when you turn them to tune it, they'll sometimes just go back, like, almost immediately. Mm. So it doesn't stay tuned for even a full minute. Yeah. And so I was real bummed because I was like, oh, I was going to learn how to play. And so now I'm like, well, if I want to learn how to play, I have to buy a ukulele. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. <laughs> I, I did not buy one yet because I was like, it's just going to be a phase. You're going to get real excited about it for like a week and then never touch it again. And I, I floated the idea to somebody today and they were like, no, you have too many hobbies you <laughs> for the stuff that you're doing. But I kind of want one. I feel as though you should explore ways to possibly repair the tuning pegs on that first. I don't know what that would look like, because I don't know... I I don't even know how you would get those off there, or, like, try to... I would start with Google. Yeah. And that I had is, tune that is what I'm going to encourage you to do, bestie. Yeah, and I... I like, Googled and did a lot of research to pick out the best possible strings for it. You know, restrung it, had it tuned perfectly. Gorgeous. The the fret, I scrubbed it with a toothbrush and mm -hmm. still couldn't get the grooves, and I had to use toothpicks. Ugh. The Disc amount of dirt I got up this thing. Again, 70 years worth of dirt. Disgusting. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be nice to be able to play it, but I don't know if I can figure it out. I'm gonna suggest research before buying things, but... They're not very expensive. Oh, no, I know they're not. I've purchased a ukulele and I hardly ever play it, but... Yeah. But that could be a fun soothing activity, learning how to play it. This is very true. And, you know, I'll just fit it in with the quilting and the knitting and the crocheting and the video games. <laughs> Girly pop. <laughs> you know, listening to my podcasts. Running and... All the other things that I do. Boy, oh boy. I'm also probably going to get uh, more inseparable pretty soon because I'm trying to get back on my gym bullshit. Oh, God. I'll be eating. Oh, I did meal prep. I got <sighs> containers with, like, chicken breast and broccoli and brown rice. Shut up. I got it. I'm running a marathon in less than two months. And <laughs> All right. I will allow it for that and that alone. So I might get semi-inseparable about it. Amazing. Well... I purchased pink sauce. The fuck is that? The TikTok pink sauce? You and I are on different sides of TikTok, bestie. No, it was, I mean, it was a few months ago that it was, like, on TikTok, like, the most talked about thing. That's weird. I know a famous thing from a social media that you don't. Bask in the moment. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen again. <laughs> The first and only time. Unprecedented, also never to be seen again. Love it. Yeah, it, it, I can't remember exactly when it was because time is so... I'm bad at judging it. Mm -hmm. But there was this pink sauce made by... It was like Chef P or something? Chef Pie? I don't remember what the name was. Um, but it was like this bright pink sauce 
then it was bright pink because it's got like a dragon fruit base. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, so it gives it like that little bit of sweetness and makes it bright pink, but then it's like spicy and stuff too. And people were so obsessed with it that she decided to make and sell a shelf-stable version. Unfortunately, to make it shelf-stable, um, it's not nearly as pink as it was. Mm. It's like a pink, so it takes that factor away. But you can buy it in bottles at, like, Walmart. Sick. Uh, so I got some, and it is unique. I've never tasted it. <laughs> I will be trying that the next time I'm at your apartment. <laughs> yeah, but I, I enjoy it thoroughly, and... Normally, I just eat plain steamed brown rice when I'm on my health kicks, but I put some of that pink sauce on it. Nice. Yeah. So I, I've i given in to the TikTok sauce. Amazing. Well, with both of us having complained for a solid half an hour and um, having ended the podcast significantly worse than we started it, I, mm. think, I think that'll wrap us up for today. <laughs> That's fair. All right. As always, thank you for fighting with us, friends. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we will be back again next week. Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at AndSarahSaid. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch and Facebook, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon for early access to episodes and fun bonus content. Thanks for listening! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.